Hello, you beautiful soul. Welcome. You are here listening to the Claudia Varis podcast. I am your host, Claudia Varis, a former corporate manager in tech, turned career change mindset coach and business owner. This podcast is all about a real, raw, unsketched and fun perspective on all things related to our human experience. It is a space for us to, for once, slow down and talk deep. We cover real and raw stories alongside with practical key takeaways and tips on how to reconnect with your authentic self so that you can achieve any fucking goal that you desire in your career and life without hustling and actually trying to fit in. Listen, my mission is to help you heal at soul level and raise the vibration of the planet. And you, my dear listener, a part of this mission. It's only through these kind of conversations that we inspire others to take action and think differently. That's how we actually make a change in the world. So your task is to go and share this episode or any one or two insights and learnings with two friends and tell them that if that inspired them too, to share it with two more friends. Let's create a ripple effect together and change the world. Thinking will not overcome fear, but action will. Thinking will not overcome fear, but action will. Isn't that a beautiful saying? And it's so reflective of what I want to share with you in this part one out of two on getting on a TEDx stage. Some of you, if you have been following me on social media and are in my community, in my cycle, you know that something huge happened in May. I have been selected as a speaker for a TEDx stage in Madrid. And today's episode is purely dedicated to give you perspective on how I actually got on the TEDx stage what I've done, the lessons, the learnings, the craziness of it all, how the journey actually looked like. And then part two, which will come out next week, is about the day itself and the aftermath of it. And so many of you asked me so many questions about the this whole experience, about this whole journey. And I wanted to open up particularly with this quote of thinking will not overcome fear, but action will is because the TEDx stage or having the opportunity to be a TEDx speaker is something that created huge fear in me, right? And the more I was thinking about it, the more fear created and the more I was shitting my pants. And so, right, when this happens, see the two routes are available like you let fear overcome you and you don't do this what you actually really want to do because of that fear or you actually take action and create that experience for yourself and overcome your fear and so my dear listener how did i end up on a TEDx stage what led me to actually wanting to be on a TEDx stage now you see you probably, or for those actually of you uh, that don't know, TAT um, or the TEDx stage. So TAT is like a globally known organization that is facilitating events where guest speakers are coming, 
to share their idea worth spreading. So it's all so TED stands for technology, education, and design, and the TED the TED stage in general or that brand of TED is super well known, and a lot of um, the most impactful speakers, leaders, uh, the people that we know out there come actually from the TED stage or TEDx stage. As an example, Simon Sinek. If you don't know his work, I highly recommend you check him out. He has incredible books um, and podcasts as well. He is a leadership um, consultant, leadership speaker, motivational speaker, and he started his career actually uh, on a TEDx stage in New York, and it became one of the most watched uh, TEDx videos ever, 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 ever. And through that, he was able to just make an impact in so many people's lives. And so for someone that is like me, who is really well, let's say, into self-development, I have been watching TED Talks, TEDx, TEDx Talks for years and years and years, since, since, since I'm a teenager, essentially, right? Because there are so many incredible speakers and ideas that make you think, that make you reflect, things that you take away. And as a speaker or as a, as a business owner, being on a TEDx stage means that you're making an impact, for me at least, right? It means you're spreading an idea worth sharing. And it means that it also gives you credibility as a speaker, right? Because getting on a TEDx stage, is not something that, well, you know, people come to you and you're like, hey, you want to be on a TEDx stage? It's more around like, you know, you have a theory, you have an idea, you create a pitch, you share the pitch, you go through interview processes, all of that, and then you're being selected. And so when you're being selected, it's also, let's say, a confirmation that your idea or the way you talk about your expertise and your specialty is is of interest to others, right? And so for me, it is so interesting because I had this, this feeling inside of me for for years that even in fact, I remember in my early twenties, when I was moving to Dubai, um, I was like, I want to embrace, there's this, this something, this feeling inside of me that I want to be on, on the stage and I want to through, uh, emotions, through words, through storytelling, I want to inspire people to take action or to action or to, to, um, think differently, you know, and, um, that's been just in me, but I never really, it's just scared the shit out of me. So I never really pursued that. And, you know, in my own self-development, self-discovery journey for the past two years, this, this, this sensation, this vision of being a speaker and inspiring people through my talk or through the emotions or through the stories that I that I share or through the idea that I share has become stronger and stronger. And so I'm then someone that once I know really that this is what I want, I, I am really high, you know, in a sense that I'm the, the moment I, and I still remember, let me actually tell you the story. I still remember I was doing um, a six months uh, certification course, co uh, course to be a professional uh, certified coach. And as part of that, you learn the theory, you also do coaching sessions, but you also get coached, right, by the experts in there so that you also see the experience and uh, learn from that as well, right? Because it's not only learning to how to be a coach, but also how to be a coachee and what impact different tools and strategies have on your insights, uh, on your own insights and learnings. And so we were in this group course, we're around like eight people and the facilitator was like, okay, I'm going to do a demo who is a volunteer that wants to be coached on. And so I raised my hand and I've been coached on by 
uh, this <laughs> teacher uh, who's a professional certified coach um, called Andy and he coached me and it was the first time that I openly actually expressed the sensation, this feeling that I have that I want to become a speaker. He was coaching me uh, on uh, what I really want to do because the topic that I brought up was, mm, you know, I'm in this career, but I'm not happy. I don't know what I do, what I want to do. And then he coached me and I was like, yeah, actually, if I'm being very honest, I, I really desire to be a speaker. Um, and then he asked me why and what makes this important to me. And it became more and more evident that this is the path um, that I want to take, you know, as part of my business as well and as part of uh, my self-employment. And I remember there was now two years ago. Can you imagine it was two years ago? And I still remember the, that conversation and that feeling I left with and the first time actually speaking out kind of, you know, because he asked me, what do you really want? And I was like, I want to be a speaker. And he's like, what? And I'm like, I want to be a speaker. And he's like, okay, that's not working. What is it that you really want? Put your shoulders back, have a straight, you know, have a straight position, look forward and say with conviction what it is that you want to do. And I said, with my posture straightened, with my chest out, I said, I want to be a speaker. And it was the first time that I said it out loud and I actually felt that, okay, yes, this is what I want. This is my conviction. I have no freaking clue how I'm going to get there. I don't know what I'm going to do and how this is all going to look like, but I know that this is the path that I want to do. And that was two years ago that I finally admitted this one thing that I wanted to do that I have been neglecting for such a long time. And through that, then I realized, okay, so what is kind of the highest aim that I can get to or that I can start with? It's like, okay, how about the TED stage, <laughs> you know, knowing that, but that, but that I didn't really fully understand the full process. I just uh, Googled uh, TED uh, speakers. And at that time, it was two years ago. Yeah. At that two, one and a half, two years ago, something like that. And at that time, they actually were looking for speakers for uh, the TED event, which they have every year. And so I checked the application and the, you had to do a video and I did a video, even though I didn't even really had really fully my business running yet. I didn't, I wasn't really yet established at something in terms of this is what I want to be known for, um, you know, which is very different to now, like self-doubt and business coach on the somatic level, um, helping you or inspiring you to take a line action. I had none of this. Yet I was like, okay, well, I have nothing to lose. So I spent some time, a couple of hours to actually create the application process, create those videos and submit it. Uh, and little did I know that the TAT environment itself for the yearly TAT event is, um, the bar is just very, very high. And I didn't know that back, back then. And this is one of the first lessons that I want to um, take away or that, that I want you to take away here um, that I learned about myself, which sometimes I felt is like a weakness, yet I realized it's actually a strength, which is being naive in what you're able to do. <laughs> Meaning that, you know, being naive in, in thinking technically that without any real experience, without research, without data, without like um, the, the thing that they're really looking for actually um, for a TED speaker itself, for the TED event, um, I still applied. And I learned about this process and I learned about myself 
and little did I know that this was just not not the arena for me yet right now I really do appreciate the quality of my of, of this of being naive especially when it's about your dreams or your business because this naivety is actually what makes you move forward and makes you dream big and makes you actually go after it you know because then what i see with a lot of people in my coaching sessions is like yeah i have this dream of having my own business but it's never going to work out and that naivety of like okay let's just imagine it works out let's imagine you make shit tons of money let's imagine it uh goes even better than than you want to you know then what let's be naive let's be even a bit delusional let's look at your bank account and let's imagine oh well um there's whatever 50 million on my bank account it's this naivety that i actually believe makes people move forward and makes people successful if they also then take the realistic aligned action and if they don't put too much pressure on themselves in achieving these things as fast as possible which is a hard lesson that i learned for myself that not putting specific timelines unrealistic timelines on myself to achieve these delusional goals <laughs> is what actually honestly at the end of the day really the key is to achieve your dreams so anyways back then i applied to the overall test stage not knowing that this is actually another league i yes of course i got a rejection and when i got a rejection i, I kind of i was like of course i was disappointed for a little bit but it wasn't like um what i see with a lot of people this rejection it wasn't like keeping me small of like oh it's never gonna work out instead i was thinking okay what would be the next best step to actually get closer to that right and then after doing some research i realized well hold on they're actually tedx events so what are those tedx events right and then i started to do some research okay how is that how is tedx different from the ted event and turns out it's very interesting actually and um i think it's cool for you to know as well especially if you know the ted environment so the ted event every year is really for people that have tons of data and research backed, backing up the idea we're spreading. You know, I mean, if you look at some of the TED speakers like Brene Brown, um, Adam Grant, you know, lots of researchers and scientists, they have been doing the work for a very long time, for years, which they were able to back up the idea with research and data, which at, at the end, TED is what, they, it's what they're really looking for, right? And then the TEDx sphere is basically TEDx means that these are events independently organized by TED. So for example, there are different organizations, different like business schools, different um, companies, different uh, meetups technically that can organize TEDx event. They, there needs to be a license holder. So there's one person that holds a TEDx event license that is able to organize these events based on TED guidelines, right? So the guidelines are still of like, you know, the talk cannot be longer than 18 minutes. Uh, it has to, you know, it cannot include specific topics about, you know, like healing work, energy work, all of these things. So they have their guidelines that is the same for TED speakers, um, which they wanna just make sure that there's a certain standard, right? Now, um, there are thousands and thousands of TEDx events that are happening on a yearly basis. And because, 
those events are happening because there's so many of these events that are happening your likelihood of being accepted as a tedx speaker uh, uh, in these um, organizations or in these groups that are organizing this are actually higher than for the TED stage itself right so you have to imagine that for the TED talk um for the TED event itself there are like thousands and thousands and thousands of applications with people that have some solid ideas some solid groundbreaking research and TEDx events are more like you know locally organized and so instead of thousands of competitors you'll have maybe a couple of dozens or maybe a couple of hundreds right depending on the location depending how big that TEDx event is being marketed and so that is an important differentiator right and I didn't know that back then I just started to figure this out um, in the moment that I got rejected from TED and this is the second key takeaway that I want you to take away of like when you get the rejection for something that you really want to do, one of your goals, one of your, of your visions, uh, one of your dreams, that then rejection doesn't mean that it's not possible. That rejection just means for you to think differently on how you can get there, you know, because there are multiple, multiple paths and multiple ways on how you can get there. There is not only one straight line. And this comes back to the black and white thinking. Just because I got rejected uh, from, from the TED event doesn't mean that there's not another path. What's in between? And so fast forward, I've been then doing my research on TEDx events. So there are multiple TEDx events in Austria, in Spain, in the UK, um, you know, in California. Like there are in, in Dubai, there are TEDx events everywhere, everywhere. And so last year I've been applying to a couple of these statics events and I've been rejected or I didn't even hear back, but that is to be expected, right? It's the same uh, for when you apply for jobs or as a business, when you look for clients, it's like the norm is to get the no, the no's essentially. And you get as many no's until you get a yes. And in most of the cases, you'll get 99 no's and then you get one yes. And that one yes is all you need in order to move forward or in order to continue or in order to um, make a change. Like, for example, I know that there are a lot of you listening that maybe are not so satisfied with your career. And so you're looking for another path and you're applying for jobs and you're applying, 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 and you got to send out like hundreds and hundreds of CVs. You'll get 90% of the time, nothing back or um, a no, then you'll get some maybe some interviews and then all you need is just one yes and if that aligns then that is enough to make a change right and so it's like that with every single thing really in your life especially when it's about your dreams and um, desires and so I applied 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 got rejected 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 and then I, I was like okay what now and then I realized okay maybe what I'm that maybe my profile and what I'm positioning what I'm trying to share is not um, strong enough is not valuable enough yet right and that's then last year towards specifically the end of last year when I started to then really reflect about okay how do I want to be seen where do I want to be an expert in and this is where it was so amazing to work with a coach with a business coach um, that really helped me to narrow that down of like instead of being a general coach what is it that I want to be known for right because the the more you can position yourself an expert in an area the more well first you have more clarity about what to talk about and then the more people will link your associate with that topic as well right and so it was then towards the end of the last year 
that um, I was like, okay, I want to really double down on self-doubt, how that impacts how you feel, how that impacts how you think, how to work with self-doubt, how to, how to instill unshakable self-trust, how to heal that self-doubt so it doesn't hold you back, right? So, so that it doesn't um, make you feel stuck in pursuing what you actually want to pursue. And that's the, that's then the moment I made the change, you know, to focus on self-doubt and mindset and self-doubt and business coaching specifically. And still until then, actually, you know, the whole last year, I was still, I was part of multiple different podcast episodes. Um, I, uh, I was featured in a magazine and all of these things, they build credibility to you that what you're doing is of interest to people. And then that's also the key point why why I decided to finally launch the podcast this year in January because I was thinking okay how can I strengthen myself as an expert how can I increase my credibility how can I test and validate that the things that I want to share actually resonate with you right with you who are listening with you who are part of um, this community and that's when I decided to launch the um the podcast in january to practice different ideas to see okay which ones are landing what is the feedback that i'm getting what um resonates with you what doesn't and it's all like a trial and error and it's so interesting because at the end of the day the past one and a half years in getting out there in social media and finding my way finding my positioning finding what i want to be an expert in um launching the podcast all of these were steps actively and intentionally taken that lead me to be able to position myself as a TEDx speaker. And so uh, the other key takeaway that I want you to take away from this is that nothing happens just like that overnight, coincidentally. So if you want to have a business, if you want to be a TEDx speaker, if you want to travel the world, if you want to create an NGO, if you want to, to... for example, work with kids in some aspect, like nothing happens just from one day to another, just like that. It all is part of an intentional strategy and intentional actions that you're taking. And I hope that this story of the TEDx and how I prepared for it and the actions that I have taken inspire you to just think outside of the box and and widen your perspective on the things that you could do now that eventually will lead you to what you want to, okay? And so podcast launched, I put a break on applying to TEDx events and then something super interesting happened. A friend of mine, she was accepted as a TEDx speaker and her story is super freaking amazing. So her name is Danielle and she actually applied last year to a TEDx event. She got actually selected. She worked on the talk for hours, hours, days, days on end. And then last minute, I think one or two weeks before the event, they actually canceled on her because they had too many speakers and yeah, they basically canceled on her last minute. So that was a huge disappointment for her. And even now when I talk about this, I get goosebumps. I get goosebumps talking about that. And of course, disappointment was huge because you prepare, you're excited. It's this big thing, you know, um, she's also self-employed. She has her own coaching business. And the beauty of this fucking story and of how she managed that is what do you think she has done? She didn't crawl 
you know, like she didn't crawl and locked herself up in the room and said, okay, it's never going to work out. She maybe did let it out, let the emotions out, which is important. And then she raised up to this challenge. And what has happened is that she came back this year for the same event as a TEDx speaker and she fucking smashed it. Her talk was much better than the one she prepared last year. She was just way more experienced, had way more wisdom to share. And the talk itself was just fucking incredible. And so instead of giving up and instead of making this mean something about her and becoming a victim of like, oh, they canceled on me and it's never going to work out, blah, blah, blah. She's like, okay, process her emotions. And it's like, I'm going to make it happen next year. She worked with a coach and she fucking made it happen. And so she then had her TEDx event that was in February. February, March is February, February this year. And it was in Barcelona. And so I was like, okay, this is fucking amazing. I'm going to go. So Jeremy and I, we went to watch her perform uh, her speech at the TEDx event here in Barcelona. And this is then the moment where I was like, okay, sitting in the audience, seeing the red dot on the stage behind TEDx, ESE, Barcelona, and then seeing her perform her, her idea worth spreading and her talk, I had this feeling in my body, you might relate to this sometimes, that you feel that, fuck, it is possible. I can do it as well. Like, I know it's going to work out for me. And I had this feeling of like this deep belief and deep um, knowing that it's going to happen for me as well. And seeing someone in your environment that you know actually doing that makes these things just more attainable, right? And that was for me the, I feel like the thing that, that, that I really, really needed to see. And also the story of Danielle to inspire me to just try again and keep going after taking a little bit of a break and applying. And so it's so interesting. This day, when we came back from this event, I sat down and I wrote a letter to myself as if I were in the future already and as if the TEDx talk has happened already. So I, you know, I wrote down, you know, it's uh, the day after the TEDx event, nah, nah, nah. maybe if you're interested, I can read it to you at some point, but I really sat down, I put in Theta wave music to stimulate uh, a different brain wave in my brain that fosters this manifestation, imagination and visualization aspect. And I wrote down exactly, you know, it's the day after the TEDx event, this is how I was feeling. This is what I was wearing. I was wearing green high rise pants. Uh, it went smoothly. I was so in the present moment. My nervous system was regulated. Um, people came, people come to me after, came to me afterwards to give feedback. And I really created that sensation, that feeling and that vision of how it would look like to do that. And so I wrote that down. It, it took me like half an hour. And while I was writing, I was really seeing and vision myself on that stage, wearing these things, you know, my hand gestures, the, the, especially that emotion, that feeling that I had in the moment. And so I wrote it down, I printed up like the TEDx stage picture and I put it on my vision board. Then, interestingly enough, um, I checked again for TEDx events that are happening in Spain. And what so inspired me but with the story of Danielle is that she basically became a TEDx speaker as part of the business school that she did her master's in. 
So EA is a business school, right? Which they do the TEDx event every year. And so I was like, okay, holy shit. That means that let's have a look if the business school that I went to for my master's a couple of years ago actually does TEDx events as well. And so a couple of days later, I checked TEDx, uh, TEDx events in Madrid. Um, and turns out that the business school that I went to for my master's, for my part-time master's, i.e. business school, they were actually doing a freaking TEDx event, end of May, 31st of May. And the time I was looking for this, like beginning of March, they, they had a call for speakers. And so every TEDx event out there has a call for speakers, typically two, three, four months before the event. And that was like, okay, great. Now I've been an alumni of this business school. Maybe I know some people that are still working there. And one classmate, Kyle, by the way, uh, Kyle Rosario, who I have a podcast episode with, um, the, the last one on macho culture, facing fears and overcoming challenges. Please listen to this podcast episode because it's really freaking good. And um, Kyle was my classmate back then. We got along super well. He was still living in the Philippines. He moved to Madrid to start to work at IE Business School and he's an associate director there now. And so I was like, hmm, okay, but of course. So I wrote him, it's like, hey, Kyle, I, um, I see that there's a TEDx event in uh, IE uh, end of May can you help me to connect me to the organizer? He was like, yeah, of course, sure. So he sent then a message to the organizer asking if he can connect me. She replied, yeah, sure. Uh, let's, um, she can, she can send her application to this email. And so I was like, holy shit. Okay. This is happening, you know? And so then this is another key takeaway is that don't fucking ask for support in this. Because in, in all of this, what I've been asking, I've been asking Danielle on how she did it, her lessons. I've been reaching out to Kyle. I've been speaking to other people on like um, if they can connect me with people that uh, know around the TEDx events that are going on. And it's so important to not wait for things to come to you, but that you take the ownership and go after it. Right. And just um, connect with others, but also spread your possibilities and sp spread your perspectives and um well then i got the email uh, on where i should send my application and then this is the next thing it's like okay don't just send an average application you want to stand out and so i went the extra mile i created like my pitch which by the way the title is why being stuck is a sign of your next breakthrough i instead of just saying this is the title and um, I want to say, you know, I want to have this talk because I saw how important it is for me and then and I like make it and it's so important for uh, to share my message. Don't make this about you. Whenever you make a pitch uh, for anything like that, even for a job interview, don't make it about you and why it's important for you. Make it about what will the audience get away. And so I created this is the pitch this is the high level like context of what i want to do um and what i want to share a specific method that i created and then um the aim is to leave the audience feeling na 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 with specific key takeaways three four bullet points um and then the other point the other part was like about me why am i qualified to talk about this and then this is where the 
everything came together essentially like the the feature in the magazine having had a podcast having spoken in the stages uh, of london with my with the different workshops having had validated this topic over and over again and i was able to provide feedback from people from clients where we were talking about this topic as well which gave them the impression of like okay this is relevant and it sounds interesting and it this sounds solid it sounds credible right and not only did I create like this whole email and this whole structure, but then I also recorded proactively a video saying like, hey, um, I, I, hey, this is Claudia. I'm recording this video so that you get a, the, you get a picture of the person behind the email. The topic that I want to talk about, no, 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 no. And I created a two, three minutes pitch and summary of what I wanted to share and why. And also providing this um, sense of partnership that what's important for me is that they aesthetics organizers that they get a, a great experience for the audience and that I'm looking forward to partner up with them to create that you know it's not about you it's about it's about making it easy for the TEDx organizers or for any event organizers to create a great experience for the audience and then letting them know what the audience will leave with right so it's all around the experience essentially so I created that video it was like a really you know I worked quite some days on this email to make it as solid as direct as appealing as possible so that's where the extra mile go, extra mile goes in send it over and then a couple of weeks uh, later I got ask to be part of the interview so that's the se second stage sending applications then the narrow down then there's an interview stage and then of course the interview stage was like half an hour there were four people uh, from the tedx committee part of that um to get to know each other to share the key takeaway from uh the talk that i wanted wanted to present to discuss it etc to see basically whether we are fit and we had that interview a couple of weeks later and then silence didn't hear anything from the organizers and you know the event was on the 31st of may and it was beginning of may and i still haven't heard anything so i was a bit like hmm i sent uh in between of course an email to follow up um you know making yourself available uh or making yourself seen essentially and this is where the extra mark comes in as well not only in the email but then also you know for example i went to linkedin i connected with each of these committee members on linkedin i sent them a personalized message of like hey it was so great talking to you in that interview thank you for your time it would be amazing to create a great experience for um for the audience all of these things right and um silence nothing happened and i was like okay um it's interesting because at that stage I felt I felt pretty solid and confident, but it was very interesting because I was like, I kind of knew that it's going to happen. There was something, you know, when you do in your life sometimes and you do it with the right intent and you do it um, with the right feeling and the vision that you have inside of you that you know that it's going to work out. And I didn't question that somehow, which is weird. And so beginning of may came uh still haven't heard send a follow-up email but i wasn't stressed out or panicked i was just like okay well let's see and then basically the email came it was a monday 
Jeremy and I, we were on our way to Andorra for a mountain uh, trip, mountain vacation for two, three nights. And in the car, I checked my emails and I got an email from the Telex IE team saying, congratulations, you are selected as one of the speakers. With the and then like a full list with all the next steps of the TEDx guidelines, you had to sign that you uh, agree to their commandments, to their guidelines, to the rules, all of this stuff, right? And I was like, holy fuck, it is happening now. The next challenge was, okay, it's happening very soon. The the TEDx event itself is happening very very soon, and at that time it was like two and a half weeks. And it was very interesting because there were some back, let's say, um, background behind the scenes things happening. Because typically, normally for a TEDx event like that, speakers have three up to three up to six months time to actually prepare the talk. Now, for us, um, for the selected TEDx speakers, it was one week essentially to prepare the talk and it's just because there's some behind the scenes that were going on they weren't sure if they were actually going to do the event because of some stuff that is not relevant right now and i cannot disclose anyways um and so it was very interesting because i find myself as soon as i found out that okay we have one week only and i know also in the case of danielle she had a couple of months time to prepare and we've been told that the tedx ie speakers from last year they had six months time to prepare and it's so interesting that my default reaction um was oh you know i went into the victim mode i was like oh this is so unfair like how how on earth can i create a good talk in only one week and this is not cool this is unfair blah 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 right so my victim i felt in the to total victim mode honestly speaking and this is the importance of catching yourself so whether okay do you create all of this from an energy of like oh fuck, i don't have enough time i'm such a victim this is so bad whatever or do you then catch yourself and work around it and and get away from the victim mentality and be like, okay, this is what it is right now. I have this amount of time. I have the opportunity to be on a fucking TEDx stage. What, how, you know, let's create the opportunity to make it happen. How can I make it happen? And that's where the beauty of this whole self-development work comes in that I found myself, I was in the total victim mode actually for a couple of hours. And then I realized, okay, hold on. Let's step back for a moment, take out my journal. I was writing down my thoughts. I meditated, did some somatic work, and I realized that I can fucking get out of that victim mentality and make it now happen. Because what good does it do to be in the victim mentality and create this from that energy? Like it's here, what I have been, potentially working towards to the past two years is finally here so how am i gonna go about this and i recentered myself and i was like okay let's make it happen and you know what my dear listener i've actually decided right now to make this a three-part series <laughs> so part one like today I shared and described with you on the whole process behind the scenes leading up to what and how I actually got to the TEDx event. And I've just decided I'm going to do part two about what really happened 
the one week up until the TEDx event, how I prepared myself and be ready because it was a fucking roller coaster. Lots of tears, lots of panic, lots of fear. And I'm going to share with you exactly how that looks like or looked like. And then part three will be the TEDx event and the aftermath. Um, I feel this is the, the an aligned decision for me because there's a lot of great nuggets that I've been sharing right now leading up to that in part one. And so when reflecting back on the story and before we jump into part two, I really want you to take away a couple of things here, my dear listener. Okay. So if anything, from this whole story that I've been sharing, key takeaways for you to take away and to share with others to create that ripple effect and share your learnings is that whatever you desire, you fucking gotta work for it. Nothing comes into your lap coincidentally out of the blue. You have to be intentional in having a big vision, a big goal, and then being open-minded on how you can get there and taking every rejection and every no as a new opportunity of like, okay, how can this happen differently? Number two, expose yourself to that opportunity and speak to people that have done it. Meaning if you want to go or do a TEDx talk, don't go and ask for advice for people that have never done it. So for example, in that my case and leading up to this whole thing to actually make it happen, I've been watching and listening to hundreds, hundreds of TED talks, TEDx talks as well. I've been reading how to make it happen. I've been um, listening to YouTube videos, literally to YouTube videos from people that have been TEDx speakers that share how they got there. And then um, I've, I've went to TEDx events to see how it feels like, to see if I could see myself doing that, to speak with Danielle, who has had this exposure, who can share me these things. This is so crucial, my dear listener, like with anything, whether it's something like TEDx, whether it's like you want to get healthy. If you want to get healthy, don't go to a person to ask for advice that gets smashed every weekend and eats like 500 chocolate pieces of uh, chocolate every day, <laughs> you know, uh, or, or candy or whatever it is, right? If you want to have a business, if your desire is to have your own business, be your own boss, don't go for advice to a person that has never done it. Right. And so that's the importance, like expose yourself to the opportunity and speak to the people that have done it. Whatever your goal is, whatever your vision is, whatever your dream is, there are people that are one, two, three steps ahead. And so expose yourself to that opportunity, go to that environment, go to a workshop, go to an event where these things are being discussed and then reach out to those people that have done it and connect with them, learn from them. That's the fastest, most efficient way to come closer towards what you want to do. And at the same time, you're creating incredible connections. The third, the third key takeaway is go the extra mile. Go the extra mile, meaning, for example, the whole uh, process that I explained to you with the application video, right? It's um, or with the application email, it's like, okay, creating the video, connecting with the people on LinkedIn, like what is the extra mile that you can go with everything that you do? For example, if um, you are 
wanting to change job and you want to change industries, you might be now in an IT industry, but actually want to be, for example, in the art industry, then go to art events, go to galleries, ask for the owner, connect with people, go to meetups, go the extra mile. And every time, especially when it's something like an opportunity where you can be a speaker or you can do a workshop or you have a business opportunity or um, a job opportunity, always think through the eyes of like what's in it for the person that you're also speaking with and how can you make this partnership smooth for both of you and then the last lesson number four that i realized for myself and that um i want you to take away is be naive in what is possible and check your own facts and don't make assumptions meaning that I assume that there's only one path to be in the TED world, which is to do the TED event. And that seemed just that's that seemed just so out of reach, right? But I hadn't had knowledge of like what are the opportunities that are actually out there to get to the TED world, which turned out was the TEDx events, which turned out that they are more uh, easily accessible, which turns out, okay, there are business schools that are facilitating these, um, all of these things, right? So check yourself because what your brain does is because it's scared, it will create this whole thing of like, oh, um, you know, it's only this, it's only this way. It's only the tat and nothing else, but check your own facts. There's always something smaller that you can do that can lead you to that overall big goal. So be naive and just do your research and check the, check what, what else is possible in order to get closer to this. Okay. All right, my dear listener, let's take a breath. And exhale. <sighs> Amazing. I hope these key takeaways are useful for you. And I hope that you could also learn something through the story and get ready for part two, because part two will be really freaking juicy. And I'm going to share with you the fucking challenges that I had in preparation for the TEDx event. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And don't forget right now to put your right hand on your heart and take a breath. And remember that everything that you need, desire and want is exactly right here where your hand is. You got this. Bye-bye.